This is Body Count, a horror movie podcast, with your hosts, Trent Scott and Graham Asher. <laughs> Yes, hello everyone and welcome to Body Count. Known for all things creepy, crawly, cooly, gory, or anything else that goes bump in the night. I am Trent Scott, and well, I'm flying solo today, as I am reviewing Spiral from the Book of Saw. That's right, the brand new Saw film. Uh, Graham has not had an opportunity to see it yet, so I'm here to give you a special mini bonus episode all by myself. It's going to be a quick one. Um... Not going to delve into the usual, you know, hour-plus p- plot review that you guys might expect. Just here to uh, go over some basic stuff. And, of course, I'll uh, this will be spoiler-free until the very end. You know i got to give you the body count, so I'm just going to run through a quick body count at the end, but I'll give everyone fair warning before I do that. But anyways, as far as the film is concerned, um, I really liked it. It, was, uh, it gave you everything that you would expect out of Saw. Plot twist gore, fun uh, traps and games, and uh, yeah, I really dug it. Chris Rock as the lead role, uh, Zeke Banks, I thought it was exactly what he wanted it to be. You know, this was him very much playing against type, not only being in a horror movie, but uh, playing a police detective. Uh, Very much different than anything we've ever seen Chris Rock do before, and I thought he did well. Now, he was still Chris Rock, so... This was, by default, the funniest movie in the Saw franchise, which is not, not to say that this was a funny film, because it most certainly was not, but there was definitely more uh, instances of humor used throughout, because, hey, man, if you get Chris Rock, you let you let him do Chris Rock things, and in fact, the first time we see him on screen, it's basically a uh, two-minute mini stand-up set he does about Forrest Gump that was quite hilarious. Um the other big name in the cast, Samuel L. Jackson, portraying uh, his father. I thought this that they had a really good dynamic with each other. You could tell, you know, he this was a dad who was never quite as proud of his son as he should have been, and you could really you could really feel that in their relationship. Um, so I really dug it. Um, the other two, th- th- those were by far the two main characters. Um, the rest of the cast, you know. Uh, don't want to spoil anything there, but I'll say, you know, everybody did their part. Um, and yeah, again, I just, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, in terms of direction, the movie was directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman. He had previously directed Saws 2, 3, and 4, so he was not a newcomer to this series. Um, and I, the one thing I will say about the direction is... There were a few instances of kind of a, I guess you'd call them artistic flourishes with big camera shakes and stuff whenever Chris Rock's character would uh, get angry or or, or sad about something. Um, So that was kind of uh, unique. We had not previously seen that kind of camera work in Saw films. And you definitely noticed it. I don't know that I would necessarily call it distracting, but but as someone who, like I said, I've seen all the the movies before and this, this was... Uh, unique. So, I, I thought it was worth pointing out. Um, altogether, though, I, I you know, 
like I said, I enjoyed the film, so uh, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't like a like a big negative to me or anything like that. Um, the script was good. I mean, Saw movies are gonna live and die by whether or not you like the plot twist, and I happen to like them. Now, again, uh, I'm treading very carefully here because I don't want to spoil anything, but. You know, like if you're, if you're familiar with the franchise, you know something big's coming at the end. And of course, something big comes at the end here. So definitely want to stay tuned there. Um, no post credit scene, so you don't have to worry about sticking around after the credits. Um, so that's that's viable information if you're like me and you always want to see the post credit scene. Nothing to worry about here. And uh, in terms of performance, the movie opened at number one in the North American box office, grossing $8.8 million, which is the lowest in the series by far. Uh, the previous low was Jigsaw's opening weekend at uh, $16 million, so you might hear 8.8 .8 think that's a disaster. Well, not really, because you have to remember, it's still COVID times, and most theaters still have social distancing, not full capacity, plus a lot of people just aren't comfortable going to the theaters yet. A lot of states are still... Uh, you know, not fully open. I know California is still going to have their mask policy for like another month, for instance. So um, while the 8.8 .8 might sound like a disappointing number, you got to compare it to the rest of the box office where second place was Wrath of Man, the Guy Ritchie movie, and that only grossed 3.7, so less than half. And um, the new Angelina Jolie movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead, which actually opened on more theaters, on more screens, only grossed $2.8 million. So Spiral trounced that number, uh, tr tripled it, basically. So altogether, the 8.8, .8, not a bad number. Critics, 37% on the tomato meter. Kind of what you would expect for a uh, for a gore fest like this. You know, critics are just never going to be into this kind of movie. Um, and so that's really going to be it for my spoiler-free thoughts. So... Real quick, if you don't want to be spoiled about the deaths, this is where you can tune it out now. But real quickly, running through the deaths, we had a body count of seven. Our first victim, Boswick, who gets run over by a train. Our second victim, Fitch, who gets electrocuted in the awful finger trap game that the Jigsaw Killer had set up. Just one of the most gruesome traps I think I... I We've ever seen that. That just looked brutal. Number three, the thief who Boswick was chasing after was skinned alive and used as a decoy by Shank. Uh, police chief Angie Garza, face burned off, which is the first time I've ever had to say that phrase. So she's gone. That's number four. Number five, we see in the flashback is Shank's dad, who was the witness that Pete shot. Uh, number six, speaking of Pete, well, he gets stabbed to death by, like, glass in a really weird, interesting game that was set up where the broken bottles were, like, being shot at him, and he bled to death. And then finally, Samuel L. Jackson's Marcus character gets shot by the SWAT team right before credits roll. So, there you go. Body count of seven. Let's hear those bells. And so that's going to do it. Like I said, just a mini little review here. Um, and I would highly suggest, yeah, go go see it. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Body Count Show. 
We are probably over 500 followers trying to build that up, make that as big as we can get it. So thank you so much for that. Also, if you have a chance, rate and review us on iTunes. Five-star reviews would be fantastic. Uh, we've started to get some of those trickling in, and the more we get, the better off our it's going to help our podcast. And uh, just thank you so much, everyone, for, for checking us out. Um, and we will talk to you next Friday for A Quiet Place.